Hello and welcome to another episode of That Sports Guy's podcast. I am Craig Forrestal. I am That Sports Guy. Go ahead and find me on Twitter at that underscore sports underscore guy, where you can find all of my latest football takes. Also, NFLDraftDiamonds.com is proud to feature the That Sports Guy podcast on its website. Stop by NFLDraftDiamonds.com, your official draft coverage king. Hello and welcome to another player profile interview. I am Craig Forrestal. You know me from Twitter as at that underscore sports underscore guy. With me today is Evan Horn, defensive back from New Hampshire. Evan, how we doing? Good. I'm doing well today. I hope everyone's doing well as well. Awesome. But <clears throat> I got to ask you, you shared with me that it's your first day back up on campus. You had yourself a little bit of a drive today. Uh, how did that whole thing go? I went well. Um, I was telling you earlier how I finally got used to the drive. Um, it's about a seven-hour drive from Pennsylvania back up here to New Hampshire, but um, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it, and it uh, gets easier and easier. And I got to know, because those winters are brutal in the Northeast, do you like have like a cutoff date where it's just like you will not let anyone drive up and visit you because the weather's just that bad? Yeah, it's actually an argument I have with my uh, my girlfriend actually a lot from back home in terms of her coming up and see me and stuff and because it, it can get real bad real quick. So that um, yeah, that, ahead, I was saying, no, definitely. I don't blame you for wanting to put, you know, the best out for her. But let, let's stick there. Let's talk about Lebanon, Pennsylvania. That's home for you. Uh, what's it like growing up in Lebanon? Uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, uh, it's different, I think, than most people would uh, – envisioned growing up um, my parents both grew up there so my family's always been around there and uh, it's a big basketball town um, basketball is like there they just love basketball there more than anything else and um, so I kind of grew up playing basketball basketball is my number one love and obviously uh, as I got bigger and stronger and as I went through high school football ended up becoming my, my main sport um, so then I ended up coming here to New Hampshire and like you said you grew up playing a lot of basketball and I got to admit, like you said, I'm a basketball junkie myself, and I found a couple of your old high school highlights, and I noticed one thing off the bat. You were a walking bucket, so uh, <laughs> just pretty much how much work did you put in you know, to your basketball game? And I just have to ask, were you one of those athletes where you were lifting at 6, 7 a.m. and getting your football work in? in high school until about 10, 11 a.m., whatever it might be, because then you had basketball camp in the afternoon and possibly a summer league game at night. Was that kind of a typical summer for you? So, yeah, definitely. Um, well, to answer your mm-hmm. first question, the, um, the basketball mm-hmm. was kind of like everyone loves basketball in my hometown, like I told you. And as I was growing up, it was kind of something I wanted to like send a statement to because people love basketball where I'm from, but not a lot of people make it to a Division One school or even – a division two school or anything along those lines to go play basketball. And it was something I kind of prided myself in and becoming like one of those guys that can, you know, end up not just being a really good high school basketball player, being able to prove myself at the college level. And um, so that's what something I really took pride in. I really worked hard at it. And we talked about the weight room in basketball, a funny story. So when I was a freshman, we had a, a class in high school that allowed you to lift before school for or during school, during first period. So you go and you, you get to school, and the first thing you do is you have an hour lifting class. So, um, and as as a freshman, I, I played on the, the varsity team, and uh, obviously was put in that class for 
than during the winter and during basketball. So we're playing the, the league championship game and the guy that was teaching that class didn't really know much. He, he was just kind of there to be the teacher for the class. Mm-hmm. The football coach ran the class, but he was just there to overlook and see what we were doing. And we had a league championship game on a Friday. And what do you know, Friday morning, the football workout for that class was a uh, max squat test. <laughs> so here I am getting ready to max squat before a league championship game. And I'm trying to argue with the guy that is teaching, saying that I shouldn't be doing this. Like, uh, there's more important things later in the day for me. But if you don't do the lifts that the guy requires, you, you end up getting the, like an F for that day. That's how they did it. So long story short, I ended up being, having to squat because I didn't want to fail the class. So I max squatted before my league championship game my freshman year, but we ended up losing. But I don't think it would have mattered even if I didn't because the team we played was pretty darn good. But regardless, it was just kind of a funny story to kind of interact with the lifting and the, and the and basketball at the same time. <laughs> Definitely. Now, that, that is a pretty funny story because in my <laughs> mind, I'm automatically thinking if you're going to make me if you're going to make me do this, I'm just going to, you know, dog it real quick. I'm going to slap on not too much weight. I'm going to act like I'm struggling and be like, that's my max. I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead. Let's stick that, uh, to that. As high school progressed, you were very dominant in football, basketball, and track. But I want to stick primarily with the basketball and football recruiting focus. You were recruited as a Division I athlete for both football and basketball. Did you handle those separately? Did you have any schools that recruited you for both or offered you like uh, an opportunity to not only play football and basketball, just how does that go when you're being recruited for two? So it was really tough, I think, for me, because like I said, where I grew up, there's not a lot of guys that get opportunities to go on and play um, at a Division One school. And I think my only regret regret looking back on it is not um, you know, telling coaches when I was a junior going through like the main process that I'm going to play this sport, I'm going to play that sport. Because at the time, I really had no idea. I literally was saying to myself, I'm going to get to as many tournaments as I can, AU-wise. I'm going to lift as much as I can, get as strong as I can, and, and get to as many much exposure as I can in both sports. And it ended up kind of not biting me in the butt, but it kind of, looking back on it, I wish I would have said to the coaches, this is what I'm doing. And because I think a lot – there was three or four coaches that my high school coach told me about that he talked to, and then they said to him, oh, I thought he was playing basketball. A football coach would say that. And the football coach or a basketball coach would say, oh, I thought he was playing football. So it was one of those things where I got offered for both sports around the same time. So I think it was March, my junior year, I got offered by Bucknell for football. And then I think just two months later, Holy Cross offered me for basketball. So it was like, well, I had like one offer each for the beginning of the summer. And then Temple ended up offering me at the beginning of June. So for the entire summer of my junior going into my summer or senior year, it was literally just two for football, one for basketball. So it was like no coach really knew in terms of why he's doing this, he's doing that. So it was really tough just kind of, you know, weeding the weeds out and trying to figure out what I wanted to do um, in terms of what sport I wanted to pick. And um, I don't say, I I wouldn't say regrets the word, but because obviously I love playing each sport and I always want to do that. And I wanted to see how far I could take each sport. And, you know, I I had to make a decision. And I mean, I'm happy to make the decision I made and where I'm at now, I mean, definitely wouldn't. Um, do anything differently but it's just something I always thought about it's very difficult to do because I didn't have any guidance from other people it was kind of just I was like the, the first guy getting thrown into the fire and now as you've progressed at New Hampshire I saw something on the unionleader.com in an article where it was talking about your versatility and the article said he plays both safety positions 
He plays linebacker. He returns punts. He snaps punts. How do you return and snap punts? And as a safety, <laughs> why do you know how to how to snap? So, funny story about that. I always tell uh, my coaches at, at college that there's got to be some sort of record because I can guarantee you that you're not going to find anybody else that has returned and snapped punts in the same game multiple times. There was a game, or, or I think there was four games my sophomore year where I did all both of those things. And um, anyway, so it started out when I first got to college, I, they like split up like specialists. And they said, if you want to be a snapper, go over here. And I did it all throughout high school. Cause I just, for some reason I was always good at it. And I just always just kind of went with it. And, and then the first thing is like right before the first game, my true freshman year, coach Mack um, asked if I won, if I ever returned punts. And I said, no, nah, cause I never did that in high school. I never returned punts in high school. And he goes, why don't you go back and catch some? Cause the guy that we had um, that returned punts, returned punts for four years, just graduated. So really, he was just throwing anybody in the fire to see if they could do it. And long story short, he saw me catch like four or five punts. And it was a week before our um, opener against Maine, which is like our huge rival. It was a Thursday night game. It was the first FCS game of the entire year. And he comes up to me on Thursday before. He goes, Ev, you're going to return punts on a – or no, it was Wednesday before the game. He goes, Ev, you're going to return punts tomorrow. And there I am thinking, what do you, what do you mean? Like, I was just going <laughs> to go catch five and practice and be done with it. And there I was thrown right in the middle of the fire and never caught a punt before in my entire football career. And here I am in my first college game catching punts and my biggest game up to date because it was the first one. And it was definitely nerve wracking, but obviously the nerves have gone away now, I'm a little more comfortable with it. But um, so that's kind of that, that, how that came about. And I want to ask you with that versatility, um, I want to focus on where you're most comfortable right now if it's at free strong safety wherever it might be and then i want to throw out a scenario down the road where if an nfl team were to want to put some weight onto you and have you play kind of that chase and cover uh linebacker position in those sub packages so let's just go ahead and start off first with where are you most comfortable on the field uh i think i'm most comfortable honestly i've I've been arguing with my coaches now uh at school about being able to kind of roam more free and kind of be able to not have much responsibility. Cause I think I really strive and really anywhere on the field in terms of, you know, just if you put me in a situation where I just go make a play in terms of, I'm just free to do whatever I want to do in terms of if like, if the quarterback looks one way, I can break on the ball and just kind of be in that ball Hawk. And if I, if you had to say a position, I would probably stay strong. Like you said, down in that box. And um, I wouldn't mind putting on a couple of pounds. I'm up to actually right now I'm around 210 pounds. So um, I'm not obviously linebacker weight, but I could also play the middle of the field. And I'm really comfortable playing the middle of the field. And um, so, yeah, I mean, if that's something they would ask me to do, I, I think I'd, like you said, with versatility, I, I, that's one thing I take pride in. I don't have one one skill set or one skill that's way above everything else. I think a lot of my skills are about even in terms of how important they are and how good I am at each one. So I think that's definitely something that could help me in the future. And there's a rich football tradition at New Hampshire, and with them being in the playoffs, what is the mindset with the team when it comes to getting back to the playoffs? Yeah, so that's something obviously that uh, we obviously did not expect and did not want the past two years is, you know, breaking that streak that we had. And But at the end of the day, I, I've been talking to a lot of the coaches and the players about it. I mean, you could talk about the, the streak, the 14 years, whatever you want to call it, but we, we, we never won a championship throughout those 14 years. I mean, we made the playoffs, made the semifinals two years. 
But I mean, there's really was nothing that came about those things instead of bragging about going to the playoffs. And I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously going to the playoffs is great. And as me, I just, I, I just don't see personally, I mean, people have their own opinions, but I just don't see the, the reason why you should celebrate just making it to the playoffs. And I mean, it's great. Like I said, it's playoffs are awesome. You got to get to the playoffs before you get to the national championship game. And that's something that he's preached because there's steps you got to take. But, um, so obviously the, the thing that I'm trying to instill into people that, you know, we don't want to just shoot for this. Usually can get us into the playoffs. We want to, you know, go above and beyond that and do something that hasn't been done before to make up for those two years that we obviously haven't made it. And with one year left, I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, this year could be the year we could just keep climbing the way we've been climbing throughout these, these zoom workouts and the zoom meetings. But um, so, yeah, that's pretty much where we're at. And you have four career touchdowns. When the ball is in your hands, what is your mindset? Well, I think the mindset would be to score, obviously. But um, I think a couple of my, my touchdowns have been uh, – well, two of them actually. Well, one of them was probably – you've never seen a touchdown like that before. It was actually we played Albany at home. And um, it was right after – it was like a game or two right after I had my other pick six against JMU, which was like a 75-yard, mm-hmm. just, just run and outrun them. But uh, they were on their own, like, five-yard line, and I was sent on a, on a, on a safety blitz off the, off the edge. And I was supposed to peel with the running back if the running back, you know, did a swing route. And they were setting up the screen pass for the running back. And as soon as running back went out, I obviously peeled with him, but I went a little farther than I, than I probably should have to try to bait the, the quarterback into lobbing it up because the pressure was coming. And ended up – I jumped and got a handle and ended up ca- catching the ball in the end zone for essentially a pick six in the end zone. <laughs> So it was literally it was a zero yard pick six. So I mean, in that terms, I didn't have to do anything with the ball. I just literally <laughs> just capped it in the end zone. It was probably one of the more rare pick sixes you'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, once you get it, just score and just you know um, try to make offense out of defense. So, and we've talked about where you're comfortable and your versatility. But if you had to just pick out one part of your game that you feel sets you apart, what would that be? Um, I would say my instincts. Um, I'm not the. I mean, I'm. I'm I, I would say I'm a pretty good athlete, but I'm not gonna wow you away with a forty time. I'm not gonna wow you away with a lot of like the intangibles. But uh, I think my game speaks for itself in terms of, you know, I, I've been making plays the past couple of years. When you look at this, and I'm not a big stats guy, but when you do look at stats, my stats are pretty, you know, well up there in terms of um, how other people have fared and. Um, when you think about the game, I, 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 my two biggest things would be my instincts and how, how knowledgeable I am of the game. I really understand how defenses work and why they do the things they do. I think that's allow allows me to be a a forty guy. You know, we talk about the forty, and you know, maybe I run a high four or five, but that knowing the defense and knowing what the offense is trying to do turns me into a four four or five guy on the, te- on, the on the on the field. So that's something that I've always said to people that um, that I think that would make me a little different. And obviously, as time goes on, I'll get more quicker and. Those things you can all work on, but um, just being able to know the game and stuff is definitely putting you a step ahead of everyone else. Evan, we focused a lot on your athletic accomplishments so far, and I want to take a step off the field, and I want to get a chance for not only me, but then for everyone else to get to know you. And I'm going to start off with what everyone says is the hardest question, and that is what song are you embarrassed to admit you like? song i'm embarrassed to admit so there's that new song that came out like a year ago i think it was so it's by that girl lizzo mm-hmm. 
then the reason behind it is because it does have a nice beat to it, but I'm actually a Vikings fan. And when my dad's like a real old school kind of guy, he doesn't really listen to music like that. And she sings a song and she goes, like, it's like new man on the Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. or something like that. And, and my dad thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Ever since that, my dad and I have had like this special bond to that song. And we've always listened to it in the car. And trust me, he's not a, a rap kind of guy. <laughs> and it was just, it's just kind of been the one song that is definitely not my, not going to tell people much about that I like, but I do like it. <laughs> and then what's your dream car? So really, I'm not much of a car guy, to be honest with you. I'm really cool with getting from point A to point B with really anything. Um, if I had to say a dream car, uh, I like Corvettes. My uncle actually had a Corvette growing up that I used to take girls on dates and whatnot because it was a nice car. But <laughs> besides the Corvette, I mean, that, that's what I would say. But besides, I wouldn't really have like a specified car, but that's what I would say. What's been the most memorable or interesting class that you've taken at New Hampshire? Oh man, memorable class. Interesting though, I did take a, uh, it's called Principles of Coaching Basketball class. So essentially it's the, the bas- assistant basketball coach of women's or men's, they like switching in and out and they essentially teach you how to coach basketball. But for me, it was, uh, it was a pretty easy class considering I, I played basketball my entire life. So it was interesting in terms of it was just very easy and you wouldn't expect to find a class like that in college, but it was like a two credit course. It wasn't like it was a, a big class, but it was definitely something that it was funny to, to take when you talk about it. What's the best restaurant around campus or close to campus? Best restaurant, I would have to say. Hmm. There's not many. I mean, there's a, the main one is uh, Libby's Bar and Grill, and I would probably say that's my my go-to. If that's where a lot of guys go after the games with their parents and, and families and whatnot, and that's always a cool scene after a win because we have a game around in, earlier in the day. Uh, the majority of the team and their families kind of go downtown to the, to the bar there, and they all drink, and you know we get food, and it's really nice to be together with the team and you know do that bonding with not just your team but with their families as well. So that's probably my favorite bar, or I mean, uh, place. And so then, what's the uh... What's the favorite meal there? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna show up there after a game and I'm at Libby's, what what do I have to order? <laughs> I would say so. My go-to is a steak Caesar wrap with waffle fries. Um, you'd be surprised, actually. They do it. I don't know why, but something about that place is their their wraps are a little different than usual. All right, I'll, I'll take your word for it. And now, well, you have to try it out. That and uh, they do some appetizer of nachos, and, and they're like they call them grande nachos. So they're they're, they're they could. It's very hard to eat them with like five people. I mean, they're they're huge, and they, it's very good too. So those are the two things I would say. All right, and now if you won a million dollars, but could only donate that million dollars to one charity or one cause, what would it be? One charity or one cause probably be a uh, man. Probably something to do with you know the families that are you know the the third world countries and stuff like that. I've always found it interesting to people that would go over there and, you know, help them out and, you know, teachers and stuff. I know some people that have gone um, over there and actually helped them out in Africa. And that's probably something that I would definitely be interested in looking at if I had the money. Definitely. And then before I let you get out of here, Evan, what is the one thing that we all need to be on the lookout for with the New Hampshire football team coming up this year? Um, I would say a team that's, you know, that's taken that next step in terms of, you know, we've, obviously being playing the cards we've been dealt with this whole uh, 
coronavirus and, you know, we, we haven't felt bad about it in terms of, we know everyone else is going through the same thing and we've kind of taken it and run with it in terms of there's things that we've been doing that I think a lot of schools haven't been doing. Um, and, you know, we're trying to take that next step, even if we're not together. I mean, we're doing zoom meetings a lot. We're, we're interacting with our teammates and learning a lot more than, you know, than most teams, I think. And we're learning about the game and I think that's really going to give us a step ahead. And I think we're going to you know, make some noise this year with, with however many games we get to play. And I'm just looking forward to getting out in the field, hopefully, and uh, um, getting on with the season. You heard it here first. New Hampshire's going to make some noise this season. For Evan Horn, I'm Craig Forrestal. Until next time, stay safe and be easy. Hey, everybody. Craig Forrestal. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another episode of That Sports Guys podcast. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at that underscore sports underscore guy to catch all the latest updates and podcast episodes. Until next time, stay safe and be easy.